Skin and Sass, the podcast talking all things skin with a side of sass. Proudly brought to you by KGA Body. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode six of Skin and Sass. I'm Andy Paulson, and I have with me Kelly George. Say hi, Kelly. Hello, everyone. Hi. Oh, super perky. <laughs> I think this champagne from the Christmas party has just hit Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> So this episode is titled Skin SOS Uh, and, you know, really this is where I want to pick Kelly's brain and get her to share some of her knowledge and expertise around um, skin concerns, things that, common things that people, you know, I think over the last few weeks people have come to us and said, you know, I really want you guys to talk about large pores or, you know, can you make sure that you talk about what are my options for pigmentation and sun damage? So, you know... I guess, Kelly, to start with, in episode two, you spoke about the three S's of sun damage. Now, I think obviously sun is a major factor in aging. Um, Next week, we've got uh, Dr. Shreya Andrick, dermatologist, joining us, and she'll be talking a little bit more about, I suppose, um, melanoma and some of those serious um, consequences of sun that can be related to sun damage. But for now, um, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, something that you've spoken to me about recently, and that is sun exposure and vitamin D. Can we discuss this? Because there is a bit of confusion out there. I am genuinely interested as somebody who has a history of melanoma, so has to stay out the sun. Um, And I know you have some personal experience with um, vitamin D. I mean, both of us pride ourselves on our ability to stay out of the sun, but is that necessarily a good thing all the time? Yeah, it's actually really interesting. So I posted on my Instagram uh, the other day about a conversation I had with my GP. So I went to my GP, got some blood test results. GP says to me, and let me just put this out there. I do really love my GP. GP says to me, Kelly, you are deficient in vitamin D. And I got this big sort of smug smile (laughs) on my face. I was like, hell yeah, I am. (laughs) Like, go sunscreen, go me. Uh, But she was like, no, Kelly, it's actually a little more serious than that. You really need vitamin D. Uh, And she kind of got a bit mad at me, but I was still like, what are you talking about? (laughs) She's like, you need to get your face out there. You need to be in the sun without sunscreen more often. Um, And, you know, we basically got into a bit of a discussion where I was like, look, that's just not happening. But I did leave the office going, I feel like that's not all necessarily as true or as... Look, I felt like there was more to the subject. Yeah. And so I actually I actually went and did a whole bunch of research on the subject. Um, vitamin D, sun exposure, what's necessary, what's not, that sort of stuff. So tell us, okay, so maybe as a starting point, why do we need vitamin D? Why is it important? <laughs> yeah, okay, so let me just like take off my cosmetic hat and I'm going to put on like, a, proper, <laughs> a, proper, a proper nurse hat here. Yeah. But look... The principal purpose of vitamin D is to stimulate calcium absorption in the intestines. So it's actually not even so much about the vitamin D, but the calcium that you need. Um, And you can't absorb calcium without the vitamin D. So, of course, people are pretty familiar with calcium. Um, They understand that it's vital for bone health, like bone growth, bone remodeling, all of that sort of stuff. But uh, hypocalcemia, which is the medical term for low calcium, 
um, can actually also be really, really serious. Mm. So low, low calcium can result in symptoms, you know, mild symptoms like muscle cramps, things like that. Um, but the more serious ones, people can faint, people can have seizures, then there can be sort of memory loss and depression. So there's a whole sort of like a neurological side side to it as well. And even as serious as hallucinations and things like that. So you, we really do want that calcium. Vitamin D is also required uh, within the body for like neuromuscular functions and immune functions. Um, and actually, next week we speak to Dr. Shreya, as we've just said, she touches on this a little bit more and she talks about how it's even been proven that um, people with higher vitamin D are more, uh, oh, sorry, at less at risk of COVID-19, which is really interesting. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was a really cool little conversation that we recorded prior to this episode. So that's actually really cool. But the other thing, and this is where skin comes in, I guess, and it all ties back in together. Vitamin D and therefore calcium is actually really important for cell regeneration and it reduces inflammation. Okay, so you've convinced me it's important, but can't I just take a tablet? Why do I have to go in the sun? Uh, well, you know what? You can just take a tablet <laughs> and you should just oh, take a tablet. Okay. Um, right. It is also found in some foods, although it's pretty limited in food form. So for those of you who think you can just get it from your food, you actually can't. It is in fish and mushrooms <laughs> primarily, which rules me out. <laughs> oh, so I, I was going to say, like, seriously, this girl hates mushrooms. <laughs> that out the Why don't you make me a mushroom risotto? My, oh, seriously, the first time she comes around to my house for dinner. I mean, this is like a decade ago, right? <laughs> and I cook a beef stroganoff, which for those of you that don't know the classic 1970s beef, dish it's full of mushrooms. yeah and i was polite i ate it yeah, but i was like thinking out tiny bits of mushroom oh, and she's just like you do just you like not dying. like mushroom i'm like do you like <laughs> mushrooms <laughs> everyone <laughs> likes mushrooms who doesn't but like um look while while the sun is the easiest way to get your sort of vitamin d there are actually people in the world so the most northern and southern parts of the world who would never see enough sun to actually adequately adequately absorb vitamin D. Mm. So they have to take it in supplement form and it's it's completely sufficient in supplement form. Um, the other thing that I sort of discovered while I was doing all this research is that it genuinely appears that most doctors and experts agree that while a combination of sun and supplements is, is the best way to ensure you're not deficient, it's still more important to protect your skin from the sun, particularly here in Australia, for you know, obviously we're talking a lot about beauty and anti-aging and things like that, but when it comes down to skin cancer and melanomas, you are far, far, far better off uh, taking a supplement and getting a very, very, very small amount of exposure to the sun in the morning or the afternoon, walking to your car, walking to into work from your car. Well, that that is incredibly reassuring, I think, for somebody that like myself who has to stay out of the sun um, and... Clearly, it's music to my ears that I don't have to, you know, go out there and expose myself to the sun, particularly, yeah, like you say, Australia is, you know, we've got some pretty harsh UV. Um, your doc said no sunscreen. So I feel like, I mean, you in particular, as you know, stay out of the sun, sunscreen advocate, you're going to, you don't want to be telling people to wear less sunscreen. So that what you're saying is that's really not the case. Yeah, I'm saying for I, most people. I wear, look, I do in the morning, my routine is I put my peptide on, I put 
my revision Intelli shade on because that's my favorite and pretty much everyone's favorite sunscreen. Oh, I love the Intelli shade. It's, it's amazing. It is the best sunscreen out there. But the other thing that they they really do agree on when you drill down on it is that the average human does not apply enough sunscreen to actually block enough of the UVB rays. So you are absorbing it um, and you don't need to worry about not wearing sunscreen. That that was the, the gist of all of the research out there. I put three forms of sunscreen on every morning on my face. I don't put it on my arms and uh, there was a little bit of confusion about whether or not you need to absorb it through your face or other parts of your body. And uh, that's also not true. You can absorb it through other parts of your body. And in fact, uh, I did break that down with uh, the dermatologist who you'll all hear next week. And she sort of goes into a little bit more in depth in that, but definitely is um, on board with yeah, you, what you absorb walking from the car to your work or maybe just hanging out some washing on those normal things so please don't stop wearing sunscreen people i will have a heart attack if i hear that you're not wearing sunscreen because you think you need to stop it for vitamin d absorption but look don't just take it from me we're going to elaborate on all of this in next week's episode with dr shreya and like i'm just so excited for you to hear what she has to say we're also going to sort of drill down on suspicious moles when you really need to see a derm and even in fact, how often you should be having them and what age you should start them, which is actually super interesting. It's younger than I yeah, thought. I know. And particularly, I guess, when you think about, I was shocked when I got my diagnosis of melanoma. I mean, even poor Shreya was a bit shocked as my dermatologist, but these things happen and we live in Australia and we need to be careful. And some people are just predisposed to it. So, I mean, look, skin cancer aside, just for a second, we are going to talk about this more next week. Kelly, your practice is in regional New South Wales. So obviously you're seeing your fair amount of sun damage. How do you approach um, the concern of sun damage with your patients and pigmentation? So what are your go-to products and treatments for sun damage and pigmentation? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I see, uh, look, I don't even know what the percentage is, but it would be huge. 70, 80% of my patients come to me with sun damaged skin. And even those who are younger and coming to me for say, you know, anti-wrinkle injections or dermal fillers, they've already got pigmentation. It's it's hugely prevalent. And I'm not talking about hormonal pigmentation. I'm just talking about sun mm. damage. And obviously we've discussed before, sun damage thins the skin. It, it, it breaks down the collagen. So it, it really does lead to premature aging. And so a lot of the time people are coming to me in their late 30s, early 40s, and they look significantly older than their biological age purely because they've grown up on the farm or you know just just out in the sun and that's just been their life um, but also I am looking at girls in their 20s and sort of helping them understand uh, the importance of sunscreen and the importance of doing things that sort of help minimize sun damage and it's been great because I love that you can actually get to someone before yes. the damage happens and be like, look, this is so, so, so important. And, and I really feel like people are actually starting to listen. But in our clinic, obviously, we've got lots of things. So we have uh, a couple of different lasers that treat different types of pigmentation. And pigmentation, uh, when, you, when you're a really fair-skinned fair person with a couple of little brown spots, pretty simple to get rid of. The darker skin type you are, the harder it is to treat pigmentation. And quite often you really do need at-home skincare in addition to in-clinic treatment. So sun damage in general, when you're talking about thinning skin and aging skin and premature wrinkles, you need to do things like microneedling, PRP, the platelet-rich plate plasma, 
things that are going to boost collagen from the sort of bottom up, thicken the skin, tighten the skin, help with that skin laxity and that overall sort of glow to the skin that I guess is is more aligned with a youthful skin. But then we also need to address discoloration because I think I've said before that discoloration is actually one of the things that people really perceive uh, age with. So yes. you, can get, you can get away with the odd line or two, but if you've yes. got that sort of um, uneven skin tone, which comes from sun damage, then you actually look older than your age, which is really interesting. So, you know, lasers, peels, microneedling, it's, but it's most important to be consistent with your at-home care. Things like vitamin A, which actually help regenerate cells and help mm. help remove pigment at home. Vitamin C, which actually helps repair DNA damage from sun damage, which is really interesting. Which all, but it also provides a bit of a protective barrier for you to go out in the day. So you know, my standard routine that I would tell someone who's got sun damage skin or really wants to prevent sun damage would be vitamin C in the morning, vitamin A at night. Vitamin C is a tricky one. You know, a lot of people. Uh, struggle with it and particularly people who have uh, acne prone skin and breakouts and things like that even myself who I who I'm not particularly why do you mean people struggle with it I haven't heard that before why do people struggle with vitamin C so there are a lot of different formulations of vitamin C and vitamin C can be unstable essentially so sometimes you can have some something says it's got vitamin C in it but you'll open it and it'll oxidize a week or two later and then it's actually pretty useless um, right. It often is also very, it's an oil-based serum, generally speaking. And so people with acne-prone skin or even just sort of those who get the odd pimple and things like that throughout mm. the month, um, they'll find that they have more pimples, including me. Right. I've actually struggled with certain formulations okay. of vitamin C, even even high-quality vitamin Cs in the past. Yeah. For me, my favourite vitamin C is actually the Revision Vitamin C, which I think you use oh, too, Andy. Yeah, I use it. I do. I use it. And I've never had any problems with it, which is why, um, which is unusual for me as somebody with super sensitive skin because I have problems with a lot of different products. But, yeah, the Revision Vitamin C, my skin is is happy with. Yeah, mine too. It's actually truly the best the the best vitamin C I've ever used. It doesn't feel thick. It doesn't feel greasy. And yeah, like I said, I don't get breakouts from it. And I'm not even a breakout prone person. So mm. the fact that you know I got it from some other formulations, and I'm talking the high quality medical grade yeah. formulations that that I would use. Yeah, it yeah. is really interesting. So you know, vitamin C, vitamin A, and of course sunscreen. Uh, of course, sunscreen. So, I mean, look, we, we talk about sunscreen pretty much every episode and for a reason. It's important. If you take one thing away from this podcast, please just put on some bloody sunscreen. <laughs> hey, I just, had, I just had the most random thought. People could literally have like a drinking competition listening to our podcast every time we oh, say sunscreen. Yes. <laughs> That's it. Take a shot. No, don't do that because you'll die. You will die. And also, it's Um, also bad for your skin, remember? (laughs) Oh, yes, that old chestnut, that old chestnut. Sugar. Tell me, okay, sugar, sugar, bad. But champagne is low in sugar, so go for it. I think we've mentioned that before, right? We've touched on that. (laughs) (laughs) We've touched on that. Let's remind ourselves. Let's make feel better. But look, you bang on about sunscreen. I bang on about sunscreen. But tell me... Do you think your clients really use it as much as you tell them to or do they just kind of, yeah, dabble in it maybe? What do you reckon? Look, we should probably do a poll on that. But I know I would like (laughs) to say that most of my clients do. And it's funny, they 
they're quite proud about it now. Those who weren't sunscreen wearers but are now sunscreen wearers like oh, to yes. go. Oh, yes, the converted. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They like, they like the approval when they come in and they're like, I've been using the sunscreen. But yes. the trick is this. Look, I think we all grew up with, you know, the the sunscreens that your parents bought for you at the chemist and they wanted you to slap it all over your face and then that's fine when you're a kid and you're swimming at the beach. But, you know, next minute you're an adult and you're trying to put it under makeup and you're trying to do the right thing and it goes greasy and it, it it's not great right. like and I get and I've even been in that situation where I was like I don't want to wear that on my face it just doesn't feel right if you're at the beach it feels okay but from a, for a yes. day-to-day basis so the trick is truly to keep searching until you find the sunscreen you like so at KGA we honestly have eight different types of sunscreen mm. for people and I'm more than happy to stand there and give them samples of all eight yeah. All eight and say, go yeah. and try them all and come back and tell me which one you want. Now, most of the time they will come back and they will say, I like this one. And it's the revision IntelliShade. Now, the cool thing about IntelliShade is that there's actually three types and people think mm. that it's about the color of the tint, but it's not. So the tint is actually like a universal tint. So it suits all skin types. Like you and I can wear the same one and I'm a yeah, darker skin type. I, I, I wear it and it looks like it, it seems to work and I pretty much it, porcelain. So It yeah. melds with your skin type, but the different types, so the different types have nothing to do with tint. They actually have to do with like how the, how it's actually made up. So there's obviously a matte version. There's one that's less matte. There's an original and it's so funny. I'll give them the eight samples and they'll always come back and pick one of the IntelliShades, which I love. Yeah, that's um, interesting. It's like your own little blind testing. Yes, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. And once once someone has decided, has gone to an IntelliShade, they don't, they love it. Like they become yeah. obsessed with it. And, and I love that. And then that's why they're like, oh, and I'm buying another IntelliShade today, Kelly, because, you know, you they're know, so proud. It's so funny. I um I met up with some friends after school drop off today for coffee. You know who you are, and they said to me, "Yeah, Andy, you know you look so you look great today." And I was like, "Oh, thanks." I mean, that's lovely when anyone says that. <laughs> and I said, "You know, it's funny. I'm not actually wearing makeup today." And they said, "What? You're not wearing makeup?" And mm. that's that's true. Technically, I wasn't wearing makeup, but do you know what I was wearing? The revision in shade. <laughs> And so that's what everyone like, says. Yeah. Everyone says I mean, I'm I'm not wearing makeup anymore. Or for me, no. I'll like I'll wear the IntelliShade, but then I'll just put a bit of powder over the top if it's a work exactly. day. Exactly. And look, this is starting to sound like an ad for IntelliShade. Well, <laughs> but like that's yeah, actually look, how good this sorry, is. Sorry, we we just like this product and we're gonna bang on about it like we bang on about KGA Body because KGA Body's awesome as well. So, you know, yeah. like if we genuinely look, we don't support products that we don't believe in and both of us are mildly obsessed mm. with this sunscreen. Yeah, so we but feel that we need to talk about it. Public look, service announcement. My entire team <laughs> uses it. My entire family uses it. Like it is just a really, really, really good product. And if you want to get some, not that it's an ad, <laughs> you just need to go to my website. And uh, yeah, they're all on there. So have a little look, even if you want to DM me and see what your skin What's your website, work. Kelly? Remind us what your website is. Kellygeorgeaesthetics.com. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I'm I'm stocked up, and I will continue to stock up because I bloody love it. Um, <laughs> but look, changing topics for a yeah. second. Can we please talk about pores? Because 
it's a topic close to my heart because, you know, as you get older, you notice them more, what's the deal with that? But also we've had a lot of people ask about it. Um, Mm. You know, can you guys talk about pores? How do I reduce my pore size? How, you know, what can I do about congested pores or blocked pores? Can you just please explain to us, Kelly, what the F are pores and (laughs) how do I get rid of them? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know, pores are funny, aren't they? They're a bit like the eye area that we were talking about, like in episode four when we were trying all that crap out there. Like lots and lots of people are genuinely concerned with pores mm. and therefore there's a lot, a lot, a lot of crap out there tr- claiming claiming that it can help. Oh, what, like my, like my pore strips that I tried? Ex- exactly <laughs> like your pore strips. How did you feel after that? Oh, you know, my skin was super dry afterwards. I mean, I did, I like to inspect the pore strip afterwards and see the stuff that comes out of the pores. But Mm -hmm. that's, that's, you know, that's kind of related to your Dr. Pimple Popper weirdness. Um, But I mean, I just, I don't think it did anything, right? Like I I saw some stuff come out. God knows what it was. It's probably just a bit of oil or something. But did it make a difference to the appearance? Did it look different the next day? No, I reckon it just dried my skin, honestly. Yeah, for sure. Like those, like, look, it is a big fat no from me when it comes to those things. There you go. Definitive big fat no. Yeah, and look, I'm not saying I haven't tried these things in the past. Obviously, you know, I'm 41 years old. Clearasil pore strips were out, were out and about when I was yes. late teens. And, you know, of course, I've tried it in the past, but what I'm saying is that I now know better. Okay, okay. So enlighten us. You know and better. I'm trying How do you treat them? To help you all know better too. Help me. Help me, Kelly George. <laughs> yeah, well, look, remember back in episode one, we spoke about how the skin has that natural barrier and that barrier is actually super necessary. Those things okay. just strip you of that natural barrier. So like you said, yeah. you're going to feel dry, but also those who are like acne prone, breakout prone, that sort of stuff, they're actually going to then get a breakout because we've now we've now removed that sort of sebum that they need and their body's going to start to overproduce things. Uh, okay, so how do you treat pores in your clinic? Uh, well, pretty much like any skin concern, combination therapy is the best. It will always achieve the best outcome. So microneedling is obviously really good. That's what people refer to as vampire facials, basically. But that's going to help keep the skin plump, which reduces the appearance of an enlarged pore. Uh, high quality medical grade skincare is absolute must. Again, you're fighting an uphill battle pretty much with any skin condition if you're not using um, at home stuff. But you know, treating pores in a clinic and not following through with something at home to help, it, it, it's going to make it far more difficult. In this case, retinol is very important because it turns cells over and it's going to again mm. help help kind of keep that skin really fresh and re- it's it's not going to actually get rid of the pores but it will reduce the appearance of those enlarged pores but um what people are doing these days and it's actually really interesting so we have something called the uh, KG, kga ultimate facial which is actually where we use something called um aqua gold so aqua gold we were Ooh, aqua gold yeah the aqua gold's really cool so we were actually the second clinic in australia to bring the aqua gold into our treatment services and essentially it's like a a little delivery system so it's this tiny little vial that you can put whatever you want into it and then it's got little gold needles that's why it's called the aqua gold tiny tiny little needles that deliver 
whatever cocktail you've created in that vial directly into the superficial layers of the dermis. So it's amazing. So we use like a little bit of anti-wrinkle substance, a little bit of dermal filler and a little bit of saline. Sometimes we throw a little bit of platelet-rich plasma in there, mix it all together like a little cocktail and then stamp it all over the skin. And in fact, that is the number one way to treat pores and it does shrink pores. And I have put up a before and after before of this amazing client who let me use her before and afters and her skin was glowing and the results are just phenomenal. But um, even if you went somewhere that doesn't have, say, an Aquagold delivery system, there are other ways that you can use anti-wrinkle injections in a highly, highly diluted uh, format, de- oh. delivered, delivered, similar to what we spoke about in, in episode five. I was going to say, is this similar to Leslie's Microtox? Similar to Microtox, but it's delivered a little bit differently because it's it's very, very, very superficial and we stamp it in with a, with a delivery. Like some people use skin boosters right. and things like that, but... But basically, it's actually been scientifically proven that anti-wrinkle injection substances, if you'd like to say the words so people know what I'm talking about, that would be great. Andy? Botox. That's the one. (laughs) Sorry, it took me a little while. It took me a little while there. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, so using that at a really highly diluted, uh, like in a really highly diluted format and stamping it through the skin is the only scientifically proven way to reduce pore size. True. True story. And it works. It's really, really cool. So even if you're not in time with me. How do I not know about this? Yeah. I feel like I need to, I mean, do a lot of clinics offer this? Is this a fairly new? It's a relatively new sort of study that's been done. Um, And I guess it kind of just came about when we all started using these sort of new delivery tools that came out. The Aquagold came out obviously Mm -hmm. in America first. And like I said, we were the second one to have it. But now you kind of do see it everywhere, which is really, really cool because it does just provide this glow like nothing else. Truly. It's really, really cool. So that's 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 really cool. So it sounds like there's a few options from, you know, things like topical products like retinol to, to needling and different delivery systems. So um, that's great that there are options. So definitely it sounds like speak to your clinic and see what they have on offer. Um, book me in. <laughs> now, look, that's pause. Let's talk about something else um, that I know a lot of people struggle with and I have struggled with um, and had treated and that is broken capillaries. So I want to understand why, yeah, like so I think, you know, it's something that it's it's super annoying but it is fairly simple to treat. So just tell us what are broken capillaries and how do you treat them? Yeah, broken capillaries. I'm really glad we're talking about this actually because I can't believe we've got this far in and not. But broken capillaries are... I know. I feel like (laughs) it's one of those things that it's like a lot of people struggle with them right yeah look they're super 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 common um they're basically just tiny blood vessels that are visible on the surface of the skin so uh some people are genetically predisposed to them so you know have a look at mum and dad's faces what do they look like you're probably going to look like that too (laughs) uh aging is a factor because again similar to say the pore size the skin's thinning and when the skin's thin you can obviously see what's underneath it a lot more easily than you could when you had nice thick young skin uh, mm-hmm. lifestyle, lifestyle is a big one. So smoking, drinking, some medications as well will obviously make you more prone to those sort of visible broken capillaries. But this one, Andy, this is the one I wanted to talk to you about. Are you ready? Okay. Uh, I'm ready. You. I feel electric coming on. <laughs> <laughs> so trauma to the skin. So first of all, okay, you bump your face, 
you get some capillaries. Maybe you go in for a, an overly aggressive microdermabrasion with someone who doesn't really know what they're doing. You're going to get some broken capillaries. Or, Andy, you squeeze <laughs> a pimple. Oh, stop. Stop taking all the joy out of life. First you tell me I can't drink alcohol, then you tell me I can't go in the sun, and now I can't bloody squeeze a pimple. Correct. So sometimes squeezing <sighs> a pimple creates trauma in the skin and can cause a broken capillary. So there's one more reason why you should not squeeze pimples, people. But we actually elaborate that on that next week with the dermatologist yes. who will yes. who will mind you once and for all settle this argument between andy and i uh, so please stay tuned to see who wins <laughs> look i don't think the issue is that simple george uh, i reckon shreya likes a bit of pimple popping I, I put some money on the fact that she's gonna tell you not to do it but i reckon secretly in her own bathroom she's popping the pimples. well you know <laughs> do as i say Let's not as see. i do right <laughs> Um, but look, broken capillaries are actually, like I said, super common and pretty easily treated with laser. Okay, so laser. So that's the main treatment then? Yeah. Or, I mean, do you have to be careful where you're going for the laser? Oh, for sure. So laser is the easiest and the main treatment. Obviously, depending on what is causing the broken capillaries, there are some internal gut health products. I, like I, I know for a fact that I've had a few clients that have taken the Beauty Chef Glow and it's helped with that overall redness to their face. Uh, there are obviously also some topical treatments that claim to help and maybe they help a little bit, but realistically, yeah, you need some laser. And yes, it's a vascular laser. So vascular lasers mm. are A, very sort of powerful and they are designed to seek out blood in the skin. So yeah, you definitely need to go to someone who knows what they're doing because yeah. it's, you. You don't, well, for, for example, sometimes you can have like a cluster of broken capillaries and you don't mm. want to go in and get rid of all of them in one big hit because they're actually also supplying oxygen to that area of the skin because that's what blood does, right? So right. if you yes. went in and just completely zapped an entire cluster, uh, you could create some damage for that person's skin. So yeah, you need to have someone who really understands the anatomy and, and has a bit of a basic understanding of the body um, so they're not just kind of randomly zapping. Yeah, okay. So even more so than laser hair removal, when you're treating broken capillaries, anything vascular, do your research and make sure that, you know, you're going somewhere where they're... Yeah, vascular is vascular is an advanced... Yeah. If, yes, you, if okay. you kind of do your basic laser course, you, you'll start with laser hair removal and you'll progress to vascular. It's definitely an, an advanced technique. So... Kelly, before we start heading towards the sassy minute with our very special guest, there's an, another thing, you know, on the topic of skin SOS. So we've been talking about issues with the skin and maybe less desirable outcomes, um, something that's doing the rounds at the moment, which I know you and I have had a chat about. Um, I want to understand this whole Chloe Kardashian chin thing. Now, she is looking at first when I saw this picture, and we'll we'll put a post up so you can know which one we're referring to. But she, her chin, initially I thought it was a filter, and she was looking a little out mm. of proportion, a little distorted maybe. Uh, her chin, like area, was looking really pointy and strange. But you mm. said to me, mm. you thought maybe this was filler. She's done something with her chin. So tell me what's going on. She there? has. Oh, well, firstly, I feel sad 
to, to an extent because she was actually looking so gorgeous. And, you know, I think Khloe Kardashian's, she, you know, she's gone through a bit of heartbreak. So she's got that, had that revenge body, revenge face. And she, like everyone, they get to a point where they're looking absolutely fabulous and then they just yeah. uh, step over the line and it starts to go the other direction. Um, so, yeah, I actually also thought it was a filter to start with first as well, but then I just kept seeing different videos and different pictures and it it appears that, yes, it is filler in the chin, which is a very common thing that we do. So sometimes just from an anatomical point of view, people uh, have incorrect or disproportionate thirds of their face. So when we're looking at the face, we kind of break it up into three thirds and those thirds generally for an attractive face are generally even as we age that tends to change a little bit and one or two of the thirds can start to elongate or shorten and so sometimes we use filler to try and correct the thirds of the face so that's what they've done with chloe i assume um however they've actually gone overboard so they have made that lower third of her face completely disproportionate to the other two thirds of her face so she just looks long and 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 pointy she's actually they've actually created a witchy chin i was just gonna say this is like something that you know you you guys try to treat sometimes you know if people have a long exactly try to reduce it with botox or so exactly it almost looks like a prosthetic that you'd put you just don't get in a movie to make someone look like a witch i don't understand the aesthetic i think like you say she was looking so good um and start you know she yes she looked like a very glamorous version of herself but she could get away with it she's a celebrity and you know she's got the makeup and you know that's her thing that's the kardashian brand but like you say she's just Mm. gone too far why do celebrities do this Mm. not just celebrities right well no i actually say to my patients all the time and it's a common thing i say it's like i get it because you come in for a little bit and that little bit made you look a little bit better and so you think will make another me little bit will make better. me look another yeah. little bit and then but more will make me look more better and you know and you it's very very easy as as a human I think to just kind of get stuck on that path so I'm I'm constantly just going no 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 we're on the right path we're just doing little tweaks little enhancements this 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 you know, you go too far and you're in the other you're in the other basket very, very quickly. That line can be crossed really, really quickly. If the proportions aren't right, so we've spoken about thirds sort of working your way down the face, but if the proportions lengthwise aren't right, so they actually lengthen or, or widen the chin, sorry, then you can start to look masculine because right. a, a male needs a nice wide chin, yeah. but a female needs it to you don't sort of be have, in line. You don't want, really want to have a big square jawline, do you, as a female? No, that's not... It's not a feminine no. look. So, yes. Yeah, so so when people go a bit overboard, they start to get that sort of chipmunk cheeks, their eyes start to close and get that sort of cat look yes. and their jawline and their chin starts to all get very, very square. That happened to Kim a few years ago, but somewhere along the line, I guess, whoever was doing her work kind of... Somebody said, able- stop, Kim, stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I even think that they did a bit of dissolving and, yeah, she's looking super, super gorgeous and natural again. So... Hopefully, maybe Chloe's injector sort of tones it down a little bit next time oh, she's in please, there. But please, please, note to Chloe's injector: tone it down, dissolve that <laughs> shit. And that's, I guess, you know, last week we were talking about ethics in aesthetics, and it just goes to show that you can have all the money in the world and all the fame in the world, and you could still have an injector that doesn't say no to you, or maybe they can't if it's a Kardashian. They'll just be like, "Do it, do it." But you know, I would have said no. <laughs> so there you go. Um, and, and I think that probably leads to 
another point around, um, you know, I've seen other people in the industry touch on this. Do you ever get patients coming in with a photo of a celebrity Mm. going, you know, I want um, Kylie Jenner's lips or Mm -hmm. I want Kim Kardashian's cheekbones? How do you deal with that? Always. Yeah, it's really tricky. So I think, again, that's just about actually having a really good conversation with your client and going, well, you know what, we can't achieve that, but we can achieve this. And the reason that we can achieve it is because this is your bone structure. This is, you know, if, if this is where potentially you've lost fat pads or you've, you've started to hollow out and that's why your perception of your age. But yeah, you, I think you really start to fall into trouble if you try to actually make a person look like someone else. Uh, and that's not just with injectables, that's with surgery, that's with anything. You know, we've all mm. seen those people that have gone and had a hundred surgeries to try and look like a Barbie doll. Yeah. Uh, they don't look like a Barbie doll. They actually no. just look like a little bit of a freak of nature. And the same thing can happen with your face. And I, you know what? I don't like bagging out celebrities and I don't like bagging out people for work that they've chosen to have done. But I do get a little bit high horsey when there's people like the Kardashians who I, I believe do have a responsibility to young girls. Yes. And agreed. they're tweaking their faces and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But then they're also photoshopping they're trying to pass it off as natural yeah yeah this is this is the issue that i have is they try to pass it off as i haven't had anything done like i've had a little bit of prp i've had a little bit of laser Mm. and you just look at them you're like that's a new nose yeah that that is not like look at the photos side by side there's no way yeah it's not and there's nothing wrong with it but just be honest with your your audience because they're predominantly young girls and i'm talking as young as 10 11 12 13 you know very very impressionable young girls who who will never be able to achieve that and then they'll just be sad and depressed and think that they're not good enough and that's just awful and Mm. not sassy either so I'm sorry no it's not no and it's not sassy and we also don't want to look like you know I'm thinking about when I think of like those celebrities who are naturally gorgeous and they look gorgeous when they were younger and then now like people like Madonna Mm -hmm. they've had so much work Mm -hmm. done that you know like I just think just a like 50 percent less and you look 300 times better well do you know actually I can put this photo up on Instagram as well but do you know what a real a really good example of that if less is more is Courtney Cox so do you remember Mm. for many many years then she was overfilled to the brim and gosh she looked she was not beautiful like she like no. she naturally is. She's had it all dissolved and just redone nicely and she looks like a really, really beautiful version of a, an older Courtney Cox. Obviously she's aged yes. in the last 20, 30 years since Friends was on, but she looks really natural and really beautiful. So I think that's a great example of someone who went too far, kind of went, oops, that's not working, dissolved yeah. it, fixed it, and now, you know, has now sort of sat within that nice natural but enhanced Yes. And that's it. I mean, we're not we're like, look, seriously, guys, we both we're have all for it. and fillers. We're <laughs> all for it. This whole podcast is about helping share information for you to feel empowered to make those decisions yeah. too. You know, I want to get, you know, some filler in my face because I've lost volume or just because I want to enhance what I've got. But mm. I want to look like mm. a fresher, you know, happier version of myself mm. rather than we just don't want people to feel like, you know, to it's only because people want to look different that they get injectables. Yeah. I don't think that's right. And I think if you try to do that, you end up looking scary yeah. and not, and it just doesn't look natural. The proportions are all wrong. Mm. It's just, it's not right. And yeah. like, we want you all to be gorgeous and sassy and not walking around looking like, 
Chloe Kardashian's yeah. witchy chin. And I guess the point <laughs> is to educate you that when you're in a clinic with your injector to have these conversations and be like, okay, so talk to me about the thirds of my face. Talk to me mm. about why you're putting that there and not here. And that's that's a really good way for you to then have an understanding of how much your injector actually knows about the anatomy and and yes. are they a one-trick pony who's just been taught to put filler here, here, here and here and hope for the best or are they really assessing your face and doing what's best for you? Yeah, and I think that you're completely right. The best injectors will look at the face and, yeah, like as a patient you might go in for lips and then your injector's talking to you about doing something on the jawline. You're like, that's not sassy. I don't want you to inject my jaw. Give me some sexy lips. And it's like, well... Maybe we can put a bit in your lips, but actually you're going to get better bang for your buck if we sort this jawline That's out. right. You know, there's, there might be some foundation we need to fix before we go and tweak the Stop. lips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if the walls have fallen down, there's no point painting the walls. 100%. <laughs> I love that. So, look, I mean, the key is I think you can grow old gracefully and you can be the best version of yourself. You can enhance what you've got, but don't try to be somebody else because... And that, that's that when goes for all areas around. of life. Yes! Oh, my God. Just embrace your sassy. Which I think leads us into the sassy minute nicely because our say. special guest is living his best life to the max. Yes! Um, but we do have a super, super duper fun sassy minute. Obviously, you and I can't do another sassy minute. We've both done it. I mean, we could ask each other different questions, but people might need a break from us just bantering with each other for a little while. So I think we may have mentioned this earlier in the episode, but we're actually recording this one from the venue of the KGA Christmas party. Um, Now, I get an invite to this. I don't really know why other than Kelly's lovely and she... I, I like to drink champagne. But one other person that does get invited every year is Kelly's other bestie. It's the guest of honour. It's Kevin. Hey, Welcome guys. Kevin. <laughs> oh, my goodness. How exciting. I cannot wait for this sassy minute because you've got to be one of the sassiest people I know, Kevin. Thank you. I work hard on it. <laughs> <laughs> and we've had a couple of champers, so I think, anyway, this is going to be a good one. I'm going to let Kelly introduce you a little bit Kevin because you know I think she knows you the best so maybe (laughs) Kelly just explain why you think Kevin would be awesome because I'm looking forward to this sassy minute well I think Kevin's amazing a because he's one of my best friends we've been friends for what five six years now and (laughs) Kevin is kind of like the male version of me but probably way sassier way funnier a little bit more chill. <laughs> a little bit, oh, yeah, and nowhere near, yeah. nowhere near as uptight and intense as me. Um, so nothing like me. <laughs> nothing like you. <laughs> Absolutely nothing like you, actually. But, you know, like. No, 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 like but then, like, there are things that we're, like, exactly the same. So Yes. We always say that we need to have an entire Instagram page just for our text messages because they're yeah, so that, funny. However, only we will watch and we're fine with that. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, they're funny to you guys. I'm sure they're funny no, to everyone No, they else, are though. funny, I promise you. <laughs> um, anyway, so the th- reason Kevin's really, really cool for the Sassy Minute is because I think he's come such a long way in such a short amount of time. So not that long ago, Kevin wasn't wearing sunscreen. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Kevin didn't know what retinol was. <gasps> <laughs> Now it's my favourite. <laughs> but now his skin routine is actually legitimately longer than mine. I do three things in the morning and how many do you do? 
Uh, I think it's about seven. I lose. It's one process. <laughs> you can't just <laughs> pick one lot. step to pick and choose. Uh, yeah, you got to do the whole shebang. <laughs> he's he's so he's not only the like the perfect friend. He is actually the perfect client because he does everything I tell him to do. So he's a good yeah. little boy. So I welcome to our boy. show, Kevin. We've been trying to get you on here for seven episodes now, or six Thanks episodes. Thanks for having me. Long time mm-hmm. listener, first time caller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I love, he actually said before that he went and researched the Sassy Minutes. He went back and re-listened to the first five episodes yes, just to kind I of be did. prepared, yeah? I did my homework and then after listening to the questions, realised that not many of them are going to apply to me. So I'm a bit in the dark and a little bit anxious. No, I've especially made these ones for you knowing full well what you can't choose between. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so should we get into it, Andy? Yeah, let's get into this without further ado. Okay, Kevin, here's your first question coming at you. What's one piece of beauty advice you have received at any point in your life and from anyone, doesn't have to be Kelly. Although uh, it should be. (laughs) Okay, it should be, but, you know, come on, what's that one piece of advice that you live by? Uh, That I live by reluctantly is sunscreen. (laughs) (laughs) I oh hate boy. sunscreen. I don't like it, but I understand why now because of Kelly and I use it religiously. And also I think you well, you get to mid-30s and you're like, oh, yeah. it's Ooh. That's the turning point, I think, for a little bit of ageing when they're yeah. like, oh, and then you frantically try and put 10 years' worth of sunscreen yes. on. <laughs> Guilty. Guilty. Well, look, you're doing it now, so I guess, you know, we can forgive the past sins yeah. maybe to an extent. And and where we can't, this laser. Exactly. That's, right. <laughs> That's exactly right. Right. Okay. Well, second question. Um, is there anything you do within your skincare routine that you know Kelly would be mad at you for? Mm. No, I think oh, I'm a good on. boy. Oh, stop <laughs> yeah. it. Stop sucking Love up. me, Kelly. Tick, 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 tick. <laughs> no, I take the lessons. I'm very interested. Uh, a lot of people um, ask which moisturiser I use because <laughs> they'd like to have skin that looks like mine and then I rattle off the list and they're not prepared. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're not mentally prepared for all of that. But you weren't at the start either and we started you slow. So that's yes. what you've got to do for your friends. You'd be like, look, yeah. just one thing. And really it should just be sunscreen if it's only ever going to be one thing. Let's be real. My least favourite. Not everybody thing. needs the seven Kevin Seven Step Skin Routine. No, no, no well, everyone should. does need it. Oh, okay. All right. They do? Okay. Do you Sorry. see any wrinkles? <laughs> none. No, none. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Oh, that's good to know. Well, look. Okay, so the next one is our rapid-fire question. So you might have heard these when you were preparing, although you can't prepare for them. As Kelly said, these questions have been made up especially for you. Mm -hmm. So here we go. You've got to pick one of these, and this is assuming you could only have one of these for the rest of your life. Okay, here we go. Deodorant or anti-shine mattifying product? Uh, Definitely anti-shine mattifying product. Uh, (laughs) I can stay inside and stay cool and not sweat, but I'll be shining. (laughs) What is your obsession with the anti-mattifying? I don't know. It's the final step. It brings it all together. It's micro sponge (laughs) technology, Andy. You wouldn't understand. (laughs) By the way, by the way, that isn't one of my products. That's the only thing he uses that hasn't come from me. It came from Instagram, I think, right? (laughs) favorite product apparently yeah (laughs) (laughs) which is why i threw it in there well who Ah, wants to be all nice and wrinkle free and shiny not Mm, me but dewy 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 no (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) 
I want to be matte. Yeah. Matte, exactly. I want light to bend around me. <laughs> That's the best. All right. All right. Okay, let's keep going with this. Okay. Vitamin C or vitamin A? Vitamin A. Oh. Love my retinol. <laughs> Now this this is the this is the boy that slathers his whole body head to toe in retinol. So, yes, you know you got to build up to that kind of commitment to yeah. retinol. But see, this is where this is where we are similar because I too am the retinol queen. Everyone, yeah. that's why I made KJ body so there was a retinol for the body. Yeah. Uh, love the commitment, guys. Love the commitment. Okay, next question coming up. Ooh, this is a tricky one. Shampoo or Mantan. Mantan. <laughs> what? What is mantan? Mantan. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh my god, Kevin. Yes. The mantan. I've oh no. <laughs> Kelly's been trying to give me back this bottle of fake tan for about eight months. I've seen her about <laughs> ten times. Uh, works wonderfully for me, not so much for Kelly. <laughs> no, <laughs> but it, it, maybe because it's called mantan. Yes, exactly. So what is it? Like a fake tan just for it's hair? A, oh, yes, and it's not marketing. It's real science. <laughs> but why? There's why man it? in the title. Why? And it's in I a manly understand. bottle. <laughs> Cologne-scented. <laughs> no, no, no. But seriously, explain I, the technology. Okay, what? so it's a, a fake tan for men to use, and actually it's not a stain. It darkens the amino acids. So I wear white business shirts so I can live my tanned life without staining everything I own orange. Now, when you're having a bad day and you're feeling ugly, go put on a tan. You'll be fine. Okay. What, I believe Works you. for us too. Millions wouldn't, but I believe you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here we go. All right. Next one. Ooh, this is a tricky one too. I feel like it's a bit mean as well, Kelly, this question. Never gain weight or never lose your hair? Mm, never gain weight. I can get a hair piece. Oh. I can get a hair transplant. <laughs> Whatever. Um, all right, last question. Here we go. Oh, I'm, I'm interested to see what you say to this one, actually. Botox or dermal filler? Ooh. Oh, that's that is difficult. Um, mm. Normally, I would say Botox because I'm a big fan of it. But uh, recently, Aren't I've we all? gone to Kelly, and Kelly's been helping me out. We've been experimenting with some jawline definition and masculinization, where I've, I've sort of started to flatten out in the middle of my face due to my extreme young age. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. um, and lack of sunscreen yes. in the yes. early years. Uh, and I was also a smoker for 17 years. So. <gasps> I know. Oh, how, how am I? That is the friend? worst. Yes. At least it's not so, anymore. I've seen the error of my ways and, yeah, I'm very interested to see where we can kind of go with this journey. Um, your, can I just say that your jawline and your chin look incredible? Thank you. I just, <laughs> yeah, we, well, hey, so, yeah, we put five mm. mils in there, what, like nice. six weeks ago or something like that now? It so it's settled really, We're going to really have to put some before and afters up, Kev, I reckon, yeah. after this Let's episode. Let's do before and after my next five mil. he was so nervous when i said five mil the first time and now he's like put it in my face (laughs) oh i love it you're like the poster child for skincare manly man tan and also now fillers there you go get on board with the kev i'm free and i'm available (laughs) okay (laughs) we're gonna 
have to do. We're actually going to have to do another episode on on male treatment. Yes, we're going to have to bring. We're going to have to bring that for a chat, Kev. Uh, I'll be back here in a minute. I've got a lot to say. But it's really interesting. So what we were just talking about with the masculinization where we put filler in his chin and his jawline, that's what we were chatting about just before with Chloe ah, Kardashian. Uh, obviously, looks it's wrong. a very... Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it, it, look, there's yes. good and there's bad. There's overdone and there's... Shouldn't shouldn't have gone there at all. So it's it's uh, it's it's definitely once again something you need to go to someone. Yeah, who knows and what look, doing. the male aesthetic is very different from what you would do with one of your female patients. And I think that um, clearly, you know, men might get a little scared off thinking, "Oh, hang on, I don't want the Khloe Kardashian chin." But the, yeah. it's actually it's very very Correct. different. Yeah, look, that's right. You can do it. You can do a female wrong and make them look like a man, and you can mm. do the same with a man and and right. feminize them, which is the last. Well, thing and you even me do. having yeah. some. Uh, industry knowledge through Kelly and everything, I was still apprehensive going in there because you're, yeah. you're unsure about the result. And for an industry that isn't particularly suited towards male faces, you kind of need to go to someone you trust. Yeah. Thank you, Kelly. Mm-hmm. And that's incredible that for, since since your treatment yeah. six weeks ago, you've now flipped and you're a, you're a, you'd fi- pick filler over Botox. That's a pretty major. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A pretty pretty major change, change. in six weeks. Yeah. So. Obviously, I'd love both. Yeah, well, you can't yeah. have both. This is a hypothetical minute. world. You can't, can't have, have both. <laughs> you can't have it. <laughs> oh, what uh, would you do if we said you could only have a three-step skincare routine? Oh, I'd wither up and dry Ooh. out like a little Throw old that apple. One in there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Here's this is the big question: Would you lose the mattifying product if you could only have three other steps? <sighs> oh, he's gonna have to. You'd be getting that tissue out all day. No, I'd probably cat, keep cat, it. Cat. <laughs> oh. oh, so what would you get rid of? Oh. <gasps> Sunscreen. <laughs> oh. No, not really. <laughs> Sacrilege. Please you keep treating me. <laughs> okay. On that note, we're wrapping this thing up. Thank you so much for joining us, Kevin, today. Right. That was so much fun and I cannot Thanks Thanks for having to me. discuss male treatments more. You're amazing. I'll Thanks, be back. Kev. <laughs> Mwah. And thank you all for joining us Bye. in Skin and Sass with our special guest, Kevin. See you downstairs. <laughs> Love your face. Let's yes. take a photo. Woo!